Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. Okay, we are back. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited for this episode. I have a very, very special guest near and dear to my heart. She is one of my amazing friends, (laughs) Rochelle. And we are going to be having so much fun today because we laugh all the time and it's just like tons of fun. So I'm so excited to have her on here. Um, Rochelle has been one of my clients and we actually started working together. She was one of my clients and it was so much fun. So I really wanted to get her on because she's had such an amazing, amazing transformation with the um, Accomplish Mind Method. And I just think it's a really great um, example that a lot of people are going to connect with on the podcast. So um, we're going to talk about her journey, all the amazing things that she's up to, her businesses, and then we're going to talk to you guys about some other awesome stuff and how you can work with her at the end. So Welcome, Rochelle. Hello. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to um, have you on. So um, I feel like we just laugh all the time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what this podcast is going to be like. But um, <laughs> yeah, you might so have to, like mute me sometimes like that's excessive laughing, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's contagious. Um, okay, so I wanted to uh, just, yeah, can you share who you are, like your experiences with business, and then we can kind of like dive into the ADHD stuff. Um, my experience in business has been quite the adventure. Like I didn't even, I never even thought of like, oh, business, entrepreneurship. <laughs> I just kind of like landed in it. Um, I was teaching, I mean, So my first business was ASL, American Sign Language, for anybody that doesn't know what that is. And um, I started that, I was working offline because I didn't know anything online ever existed in a variety of ways. I don't know how detailed you want me to be. (laughs) Um, But I worked there and then I transitioned online on accident, like, it's a funny story, but I mean, maybe not funny, funny, but 
anyway, transitioned to online and in about 2013, the beginning of 2013, and just was doing my thing. And then I decided to monetize it. I was like, Oh, I can turn all of this free courses, these free content that I've been making and make money off of it. That This is exciting. And so I just kind of played around and figured it out and tinkered with it and, and got better and better and better as, as the years went by. And so I was, I did that for, gosh, I don't even know how many years that is now. Um, since about 2014, I started, like, I turned it into like an actual business um, where I was making money. And so over that time, I did, I made 27 different, 26 different ASL courses. I was able to serve over like 33,000 students over that time period, which was pretty freaking amazing. Like, met some amazing people, super super amazing people. And it was really, really neat. I think it was my favorite part was all the amazing people that I got to connect with and learn from and grow from and, and build relationships with. And, and I was able to publish four books, uh, three from a publisher that sought me out, which was really, I was like, what, me? Little old me? <laughs> what, thank you. <laughs> and then one I did self-publishing. And so I just, oh my gosh, I can't even, like, I grew so much. And now I, yeah, I don't do ASL anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So, um, I mean, I know why you got into ASL. I just thought it was so interesting why you started it. So what, what took you into ASL? Oh, okay. So my family is like, we read books. So when I was little, I'd go visit my grandmama and she always had this, like this special bookcase of books just for her grandkids. And she would read and she was like the best reader. She did all the voices and all the, oh. It was the best. Anyway, there was a book. I had like two books in rotation. There was like hundreds of books to pick from, but I had two that I always say, Grandma, please read this to me. And my favorite one was Coco's Kitten, which is Coco the Gorilla. She just died, I think just two summers ago, three summers mm. ago. Shoot, I can't remember. Anyway, she was the gorilla that they taught sign language. And at the time I was like, monkeys, gorillas. I was obsessed. And, and I love and it was like the story of Coco learning sign language and she had a little kitten and I was like oh and it was like this emotional whirlwind <laughs> I was obsessed with the book and I just became and it was just like that was that was the starting point of my deep love and obsession and passion for sign language it, it morphed into like oh, I gotta learn about Helen Keller and and then I mean I just took it and ran oh. and I've been doing it my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I love that. And, you know, um, I think it's so amazing how passionate you are about your students and the work that you do. And, you know, you can tell us now kind of what you've transitioned to. And um, like, I just think it's so cool how many people you've served and how much passion you actually have. So tell us what you're doing now. Now I'm doing where I help amazing people <laughs> create their own programs, their own courses to serve and impact their community better. Because 
Oh, I just love it. I get so excited seeing all the magical things that people do and how they can impact the world and make it better. And so I just, so my, my mission is to like, is to help course creators, coaches, experts in their field, go and teach and help other people, but in this really, really impactful way, like elevate the experience, get them that transformation, making it life-changing. Oh, I love. I get real excited. There's lots of hand gestures. Everybody's missing. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you guys are missing. She's like absolutely beaming. It's so cool. So <laughs> So funny. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that kind of after, but I just want to go back to, um, yeah, I guess, how did you essentially find out you had ADHD were like, what did it kind of look like for you and your business? Because obviously like we ended up working together, but at what point were you just kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this anymore. Like what was going on for you in your business? Because from the outside, it sounds like everything was going good. You were serving a lot of people. You had huge transformations for your clients. Your clients loved you. You were really excited about it. So what was going on? Yeah. Well, I, I think I've had a lifetime of, is it like that, that term, is it masking? I can't remember what it's called, where it's like, you just look like, especially with ADHD folks, where we just can make everything look like, oh, everything's solid. Everything's good. But underneath you're just like, so both my brothers my older brother and my younger brother were like classic I mean I grew up in the 90s 80s 90s and um so they were like the classic ADD they had ADHD but they were the hyper and the I need attention and you know all the classic symptoms of ADHD and I think at the time where it was like, no, girls can't get ADHD. So I was overlooked, never, they never even looked at me to even think about diagnosing me. And so I spent, it wasn't until I was an adult, gosh, what adult, what, what a stage of adulthood was <laughs> I? I think I started thinking about it. Shit, now you're asking me to remember years. I guess we don't need to talk about years, but but it was like late 20s where I was like, huh, or mid to late 20s, whatever, where I was talking to my older brother and asking him, like, is this like, you know, telling him how I thought or how I process or struggles I was having? He's like, yeah, well, that's what I have. And, and really making connection to like, those are symptoms of ADHD. I had no idea. And I'm like, I've been struggling with this my entire life. I was called lazy. Like, I don't know how many times lazy, lazy, lazy. And I just didn't care. I forgot every like schoolwork. I mean, it was so easy and boring for me. I was just like, um, uh, I just never did it. I was not interested. I wasn't invested and I would show up where I was invested, but I didn't know that I just thought that was a symptom of being lazy or whatever that I was being told I was. And it wasn't until I started, I was like an adult that I started putting these pieces together and thinking, holy crap, this may be ADHD. And then it was in my thirties where I, it's, I guess it gets worse as you have children, apparently. Oh. And I have six of those. <laughs> children. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to compound with each pregnancy. I'm going to be a spaz by the end of this. <laughs> anyway, it, it was, wasn't until I was 
in, in my thirties that I officially was like, you have ADHD. And, and then, but I, I had seen my brothers on medication and I'd seen their symptoms and their side effects. And at the time I was a little bit disillusioned with the medical medicine anyway, for other factors. So I was like, I'm not getting on medication, but all the, so getting to where I was at this breaking point, you know, all over the years, I had come up with my own coping you know, figure out how to, you know, setting a hundred alarms a day and putting reminders everywhere and doing these, you know, doing all, trying to figure out how to manage myself, not really knowing what, how to do it, but just figuring it out. And I was to the point where nothing was working anymore. I was so overwhelmed I had my, I just felt like I was in this vortex of spin outs all the time of like overthinking, overanalyzing. I was playing chess matches with myself, you know, overthinking the simplest things. Do I want to wear this shirt or do I want to wear this shirt? Oh my gosh. Thinking about, you know, like simple decisions. I was never really, never thought of myself as being a decisive person anyway, but simple decisions I couldn't make. And then when you, you sit down and you're looking at your business and you have a hundred ideas because, you know, we're really good at coming up with ideas. You have like a hundred ideas in a minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they all feel amazing. <laughs> and you're like, I can't, and, and never, you know, and I would look at peers that started with me 2013 and I'm like, man, we were in the same boat together for years and I could just see, seeing them take off. And seeing, and now they were like coaching and teaching and making, well, it looked like they were making millions of dollars. And I'm like, I should be there. I should be there. Like so frustrated with myself because I was putting in all this effort, all this work, but never seeing anything through or not getting completion and not feeling like I was getting traction and everything I always felt like I was always in putting out fire mode, you know, everything uh, we've talked about this before where, you know, that dumb two by two grid thing, was, you know, Stephen Covey was like urgent and important, not urgent, not important, you know, all that <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. grid and like everything was in the urgent, important. And that's how everything in my life felt from my children to my health, to my personal life, to every decision, every task I had to do was all urgent and important. And I, I could sit there for hours looking at the list, trying to sort through and be like, I just thought of 500 more things to put in that box. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get anything out. I just added more. So Long story. I mean, I know there's a bunch of other things that were happening at the time too, as far as ADHD symptoms, but those were like the really overwhelming ones where I just felt like a hot mess constantly, no matter what I did. I had no clarity. I couldn't clear my brain to think straight for a minute. And it just felt like every day was getting worse and worse and worse, no matter what I tried. And I was just like, <laughs> is this what life is going to be? There's no way that this is what life is for me. Mm-hmm. I can't maintain this for the next 30 more years. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's it crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's so important that you took that time to like explain that because I, everything that you just said is, is everything that I hear from my clients. Everybody is saying the same thing. Like it shouldn't be this hard. Like why is life so difficult? And, you know, for me, I was on medication for a long time and, um, I hated being on it because I knew this, this isn't right. This isn't how I should be living my life. I, for me, I knew there was something not right about it. And then I finally came off of it and how you're describing what you were feeling. It was like chaos for, you know, a few months until I, I figured out how to regulate myself without it. But, um, so many people with ADHD explained exactly what you're experiencing. And the reason that a lot of people get into entrepreneurship is because, you can't manage that in a, in a business setting where they want you to sit down at your desk Monday to Friday, nine to five, you know, it's too, it's too hard. So that's why a lot, a lot of people get into entrepreneurship so they can have the freedom to sometimes it seems like just have your chaos in your own little world, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be like that. Right. And, um, I, I see a lot of clients too, who, um, are really, really struggling. And I've, I've gotten onto calls with people before and they're like, Oh, you know, I don't want to invest. And, and for, you know, whatever reason they decide that they're not ready to invest. And it's, it's based on what you're saying. It literally impacts every single area of your life. Mm -hmm. It's not just your business. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that it did impact everything at the time. I just thought, you know, I, I saw it the most in my, uh, actually, that's not true. I saw it the most in my business. And then I saw it in the day-to-day -day maintenance as in my household, because I always felt a lot of shame around. I'm not like all the other moms where I'm like, I just cleaned this. Why isn't this staying clean? You know, like, or, you know, it's like those dumb, those, you know, all the day-to-day -day kind of things. And so I did see that and I, and it, and it brought up a lot of shame that I felt um, about, stories that I had about what a good mother looks like. And I wasn't that. Um, but so, yeah, it does, but it was, it was, it was, um, when you're talking about people feeling like they're not ready to invest, like it was a big leap for me to invest in it because it was like, it, it, it was kind of like, well, I should be able to figure this out on my own. Like I shouldn't, you know, or, you know, how dumb and, and this, uh, I guess a feeling of weakness mm -hmm. that, you know, Oh, now you're just admitting you're weak. If you ask for help. I mean, I, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, but, um, <laughs> like, that's, that's some therapy sessions right there, <laughs> but you know, but it was, so it was a really scary thing for me to invest in because it was, you know, because it's easier for me to invest in things that I know will directly affect my business or my income, right? Mm -hmm. This was me and, you know, and, and believing that it was, I was worth it, mm -hmm. that that transformation was possible because at, you know, I was like, there has to be something more, but is that even, is that even possible? Mm -hmm. Is it even realistic? It, you know how so it was a huge huge leap but it was the best investment I've made and I'd made a lot of investments gosh was that this year shit yeah yeah I made a lot of investments <laughs> and I, I and I I truly say it was the best investment I made yeah um just because it did affect as we went through AMM it really 
impacted every aspect of mm-hmm. who I was, how I was showing up for myself and in the world and, and impacted every part of my life. Mm. And now I'm not sitting here going, holy shit. You know, I, I'm still a little bit crazy. I am. I am solid crazy. <laughs> Aren't <still>. we all? <laughs> personality. That's personality. Amen <laughs> doesn't, doesn't address, address psychosis. No, no. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) So (laughs) so, I'm still me, but like, you know. Yeah, I I notice it in you. The shift is huge. Um, so I I really want to talk about your transformation and kind of your experience with the program, but first it caught my attention, you know. I guess what was it that your hope was, right? When you were like, it was a huge investment for me. It was really scary for me to like invest. What was like I guess the hope or the sign or something that was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to trust that this is like what I need to do. Was it like a hope of what, or yeah. Tell us what that was Jeez, like. What was that? Um, you're asking me to think back in the day. Um, what was my hope? My hope was, well, first I saw you and I saw how you were showing up and that you had ADHD and you just had this really solid, like I, that's the best way I can think of it is like, you were this, you are this firecracker, but you're also this very solid, steady person. Like you just looking at you, it was just like this grounded kind of a feeling. Um, and I, that's what I, I was want, like, that's what I was looking for. But then also for my own personal transformation, what was like, okay, I've got to do this is my biggest hope was that I could clear my brain up. I could stop the incessant ongoing mental chatter, all the crap, just clear the hell, get it out. And so that I could actually, I guess, focus or have like look at an idea and actually be able to like think about it rather than thinking about a hundred other fucking things at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that was the most, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> so, um, but I, that was the biggest, you know, everything else I wanted help with, but that was the one thing that I felt like I needed. I could, if I could just have this, it would be worth it mm-hmm. because that was the, the most like, it, like I've told you this before, like, I always felt like I had a hundred browser t- tabs open hundred browser windows open with a hundred tabs open on each browser window. And they were all trying to talk to me at the same time. That's what I always felt like. And I, like, I can't, I'm like, I just want one browser window with one tab open. <laughs> Is that possible? Okay. Three tabs, maybe three tabs. But I can't do this thousand. <laughs> all right, fine. One, one browser window with all the tabs open. I'll settle for that. <laughs> yeah no I love that description so much it really paints like a really vivid picture of what people experience with ADHD um so yeah now I want to go through and like talk about what your um journey was like so for you um 
yeah, like what was the experience like after you kind of got through this place where you were like, okay, cool, we're starting on this journey. How did things unfold for you? What was like something that really stood out to you in the program that was a big transformation? Oh gosh. Um, what was the journey like? I, the journey was really interesting because it it felt really gentle. I didn't even realize that I was changing until it was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) ta-da! you know, (laughs) it was this really, (laughs) it was this really, um, nurturing experience. It, it, I was able to understand a lot more about myself and realize how much, um, how much my, I guess my relationship with myself and how I have perceived myself, whether that be taking on other people's shit stories, you know, the whole, the lazy label, like that really stuck with me for so long. Now I can hear it and be like, yeah, yeah. someone called me lazy. That's a joke. <laughs> for this person. I'm literally lazy. opposite of lazy. <laughs> yes, very, Unless very. you're asking me to fold the laundry, then I, am not. <laughs> then I will say, yes, I'm fully on board with the laziness there. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I had no idea. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Okay. Relationship with myself, how I perceived myself, my, I guess my identity, how I was showing up for myself. Um, I had no idea that ADHD was impacting my relationships. That was a huge, oh my gosh. Do you remember relationships time? Mm -hmm. I was like, (laughs) there was a lot of tears happening there. (laughs) that week it was really really powerful um I was able to let go of a lot of stuff I was holding on to that I didn't know I was holding on to I was able to be aware I I got a lot of awareness around a lot of shit that was going on that was impacting a lot of parts of me that I didn't know that again I was just blind to or (laughs) My my brain was like, yeah, we're not going to look at this. We're going to yeah. cover this up with a nice little decorative thing so we can't rug. see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put a couch right here. You can't see that. <laughs> um, so it was, gosh, what was the, I, I think that was the biggest, like, wow, I had no idea. But while we were working on all these things that weren't right, like, it wasn't, you know, when you think, oh, okay, you work on ADHD, you're thinking of like, oh, these are the strategies or the things you need to do to cope and regulate yourself and, and manage yourself and manage your time and all these things to like mitigate it or, or like counterbalance it, I guess. But it was, so it wasn't that where you think that's what you would should be doing, right? It was all this internal it wasn't all internal, but you know, all this internal stuff that was like moving the ship and 
that made the biggest impact. That's how it was like, oh, at the end, I was like, ta-da, you know, <laughs> with jazz hands and everything <laughs> without even, without even having to do like, here's how you cope with being psychotic. Oh, oh no, we're not psychotic, but you know, you can feel that way yeah, at times, yeah. you know, um, that's probably not fair to people with actual, but you know, yeah. Um, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find one thing that stood out the most because every week felt like, holy crap, this was amazing. This helped. This was another puzzle piece. And as we went along, the picture got clearer and clearer of what was happening, what we were doing, why this was so important and how it impacted how ADHD worked in my life. And now ADHD, I'm like, yeah, you poor saps don't have ADHD. How do you live? (laughs) (laughs) You know, of course I still have moments where I'm like, okay, okay. What what do I need to do? Go back to some of those things. Of course, you know, I'm human. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, now I see it as now I, I see it as a great strength, a great piece of me, a, a part that I'm grateful for and that I can now see how it fits into my life as to propel me forward rather than hold me back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And the whole time, you know, you were kind of speaking, I think a lot of when you're speaking about the internal piece, a lot of ADHD is the relationship that you have with yourself and um, all of that, because when you start shifting to a place of acceptance allows you to step into self-love and then it allows you to like surrender to the situation because so many people are taught well this is how you learn this is how you work and if you don't fit into that box then you're screwed right and Mm so people with ADHD try and fit into these boxes and it's so detrimental and the more that you try and force yourself literally into that box it's just makes it worse. It's almost like you're just putting gasoline on your ADHD and it's just like blowing it yes, all up. Yeah. We can't be boxed. We weren't made for boxes. <laughs> can't box me in. <laughs> that like sums up my entire personality. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, what I love when you're actually saying that it just jogged my memory, you know, when we were doing um, our week about planning and stuff like that, you're like, I can't keep to my schedule. Like I'll put it into my schedule. And then I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you say that to yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so many people with it, like so many of my clients say that. And I laugh so hard because I, I think of you when uh when they say that and your expression because it was yeah, so the boss of me. <laughs> yeah. Even though I put it in my schedule. I know. And then you're like, Rochelle, you're an idiot. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, like, um, I just think it's so amazing. And it's funny, too, when I start working with people sometimes, because the process that I use in the accomplished mind method, and um, all of that is so much different than what people are expecting. I know people are expecting the okay, here's how you schedule your day. Here's how you do your timer. Mm -hmm. Here's how you do all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. But that's not how any of it is rooted. It is all rooted in the self and like, underlying all this other stuff, right? When you manage that you learn to have Mm self-love self-acceptance compassion for yourself and Mm -hmm. removing I call it the medical model like removing yourself and releasing yourself from the medical model the context about 
Um, if you guys are listening, go back to episode two um, to listen to that. But removing yourself and pulling yourself away from what somebody else taught you was possible mm-hmm. for you and how your brain was supposed to function. And when you start to kind of release those things, it's like, you know, you're releasing these shackles or like pulling mm-hmm. these shackles off of yourself and creating like your own roadmap for what your life is going to look like, what success looks mm-hmm. like for you. And that's when the resistance stops because a lot mm-hmm. of it is resistance. So um, I just love how you, how you kind of explained all of that. Yeah. So I do like how you said, like, we try to shove ourselves in these boxes. It just, it, it really just implodes our, like, like you said, put gasoline on our ADHD. Like I'm sure that was a lot of what was going on for me where it just felt like it was getting worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. because I was trying to cram myself in this. Mm -hmm. What is it? What's the term? (laughs) Non-ADHD or brain (laughs) idea of, of succeeding and participating in life. And yeah. Yeah. Neurotypical. Yeah. Neurotypical. I knew I knew the word. I was like, is that the... something? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's so exciting. I love talking to you because it like just lights me up to see how like much you have changed. And you know, I meant uh I remember you telling me that your mom even noticed. So what did your mom say about about you? Oh gosh. <laughs> What did my mom say about me? <laughs> Let me go back and look at the list of compliments. I I don't I don't recall the exact words, but my I was having this random conversation with my mom, and she stopped in the middle of the conversation. She was she was like Shelly. That's what my mom calls me. Shelly, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on, but I see huge change in you. I don't know. And she couldn't put her finger on what it was. And, you know, but there was this, she noticed this huge shift in how I was showing up, how I was holding myself, carrying myself, um, my thought processing, you know, in our conversation, uh, my emotional maturity, um, just everything. I can't remember what the conversation was about, but it was just, it you know it's it's really cool when you're like oh wow because I can feel the change mm-hmm. but it's for somebody else to notice it that's mm-hmm. that's really cool it's like when you lose weight and you're like oh look good and then somebody's like wow girl and you're mm. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god that's so, so it's kind of one of those affirming it, it was just really neat yeah it was really neat like I am, I am. She's right. (laughs) Even though I already knew it, you know? Yeah, no, but that's like, you know, because I think, um, one of my clients, she was saying the other day, she's like, she's like, I don't know how so much change has happened. She's like, I know it's just happened Mm -hmm. little by little, but I'm, I think we're in week, uh, I don't know, eight or something like that in my current group that I'm running right now. And, um, she was like, it's just changed little by little, but I know that I have completely shifted. And so it's, it's really cool. You know, I always say like when other people notice that you've changed, you've changed because you're with yeah. yourself all the time. You don't know yes. this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I know. I love it. It's where you're like, Ta-da! Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like you don't <laughs> notice it. Yeah. You, you can feel it. 
but then it all like she said it is like wow this is incredible I don't know you know you can't really pinpoint where it happened yeah no it's happening super exciting it's super cool um okay so like with this transformation that you've kind of gone through like how did things in your business change for you how did things in my business change for me um I showed up way differently I showed up more energized uh with a clear purpose and intent um I honed in on what I was moving forward with the project I was doing the 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 one strategy not trying to be like how can I combine these hundred strategies at once (laughs) I I just it was very um very it what's the the word that we one of the words I picked out my lion-hearted yeah, no, I, yeah, I know Lionhearted. I'm like, that's etched into my soul, but I couldn't remember what the exercise was, but I picked Lionhearted. Like that was, instead of courageous, it was Lionhearted. And I really showed up Lionhearted. Mm. I love that. And it was, it was like, I need this. It was, it was beautiful, beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, you, you've really stepped into like your power and, um, you know, witnessing that transformation because while we were working together is when you were closing ASL and starting your new course business. And so it was really so awesome to watch everything unfolding for that, which has been so cool (laughs) and it's been amazing. So I think this is probably like a really good place to kind of transition to talking about your journey with your uh, new business and what that's looked like for you. Like, how is the how is the transition been for you now that you have all these new skills? Um, yeah, I guess I tell us about that. Tell you about the transition. Yeah, like how has it been? Tell us about your new business. What you're doing. <laughs> it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been it's been a whirlwind of fun and excitement and and growth. Um, like I, I had been wanting to shift out of ASL for a while. I was tired of it. I mean, I still loved ASL as a language and I loved my students because they're just mm, beautiful people. Um, but I was tired of what I was doing and I had tried, I had attempted a couple of times to close down the doors and be like, oh, I'm going to move on to other things. I genuinely don't know if I could have done it if I wasn't in the middle of AMM and had that support, um, through, um, just, just support from you, like a really, really great cheerleader and supporter and guide, but also the tools for, um, my transformation through eight, for ADHD and such. Um, but it, it's been, really fulfilling and exciting. And I come to my office every day, just totally lit up and excited about what I'm doing, how I'm showing up, how it can impact people and impact others as an extension of that. And, um, because I have 
um, changed so much in just like, I have, I can get down to one browser window, you know, with just a few tabs open or, you know, I can manage my time better. I, 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 um, cause I, since I've done that work, that inner work for myself, um, it's impacted in a really positive way, how I show up in growing this business. Whereas, you know, with my ASL, it was a slow growing, lots of growing pains experiences. And of course, I'm still going to have growth and growing pain experiences here. Um, and I've experienced those as well, but they are, but my, my journey is accelerated. My, um, clarity is there. I'm able to show up lionhearted in this business as well. And for myself and in my life. And, um, so the transition, while there have been a little bit, you know, nail biting moments there for me, or, you know, you know, emotions are kind of, ah, <laughs> or whatever it's been overall really fun and exciting. And feels possible every day i'm like i got this yes yeah oh my gosh you so got this i love it so much um and it's been so amazing so yeah basically we've started working together now because um you know as as we were kind of wrapping up i saw how much you were doing and you were stepping into this thing and i knew i was like okay i want to create like uh, a bigger program, right? And that's my mm-hmm. my new program, um, ADHD Business University. And so I knew that it was going to be a year long and I knew it was like, had to be the most badass thing ever. And I saw your mm-hmm. results that you had with your, um, uh, with your ASL business. And I was like, damn, she's served like, you know, almost 35,000 people. And like, you know, they keep coming back. You were telling me, you're like, my clients mm-hmm. just love my stuff because I get them mm-hmm. like, insane results and so it has been so amazing working with you to get this program off the ground and it's been so I see how much effort and energy you put into you know me and your other clients and you really help hold me accountable to creating this badass program that has all Mm -hmm. the touch points along the way and you know, we're creating this thing. There's no way I would be able to create it without you. Like hands down, no way. I wouldn't even attempt, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, but it's been so cool because we both have ADHD. We're both so invested into this program Mm -hmm. and and serving the students who are going to come through those doors. So um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm so excited. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, what is it? that makes, I obviously know, but what is it that makes your programs, like how can people work with you, right? Like I'm kind of throwing all these questions at you, but it's kind of some of the stuff that I want to talk about. (laughs) Um, I know we only have a few more minutes, but um, yeah, like what is it that drives your passion so much? How do you know all these little details to add in along the way so that people are held accountable to finishing things and they get excited when the students hit the program? Okay, that was a lot of questions. Tell us, tell us your magic. Like, what is your magic? What is your secret sauce? <laughs> my magic, my secret sauce. Holy cow. Um, well, 
20 years of teaching will help with that. And um, a lot of learning um, and seeing what works with my own courses and how students interact with it and where they um, need support has definitely contributed to a lot of that. Um, gosh, what's the, what's the magic? What's the secret? <sighs> There's so many. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, how do I say this? Um, it's really in how you approach the, the program. Mm -hmm. the the program that you're wanting to create in not making it about you making it about your student Mm -hmm. and and making every decision from a place of what is the transformation that they want what's the transformation that I can give them and why don't they have it already and making every decision from a place of how is this going to support them? How is this going to guide them? How is this going to get them to have this transformation? Not just for a moment, not just while they're listening to the content, but beyond the content, outside of the content. They've mm. been done with my program for a year, two years. Are those results still with them and growing? Mm-hmm. You know, have they grown beyond what I've provided them? Um, and making that the metric for ourselves of how we make every decision that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not what I want. It's not what's going to be easy for me. Like, we, of course we still want to, you know, of course we do keep ourselves in mind at one part of, you know, figuring things out. But after that, it's, it's, it's about, it's about them and how we can love on them, how we can, um, support them the entire way and help them to know that they're valued. I mean, I, I would have in my ASL business, I would have students and they were getting massive transformation with their sign language after years of struggling with other courses, other programs, other classes, tutors, etc. I mean, they tried the gambit and they would come to me, they would find me somehow and on their last leg, like, I'm going to give up. I'm going to try one more time. I like what you have to say. I'm going to try, try what you have to say. And they would get results, which was super freaking exciting, but like equal to the amount of messages that I got of like, Holy cow, ASL, I can sign now. I'm going to be an interpreter. I'm going to do all these things, whatnot. I would get equal amount of messages of people being like, I have never felt more seen, more loved, more appreciated and valued. And it was heartbreaking. It was like, I'm your ASL teacher. And this is the nicest thing somebody has said to you. I'm like, oh, you need new people in your life. <laughs> Who do I need to kill for you? I will do it. <laughs> but it, to me, that, that was like, and that was probably why it was so hard for me to say goodbye to ASL because I did love them. Oh. But but I did it in a way where I could, st- I served 33,000 students and I could still have all 33,000 of those students say, well, probably not all 33,000, but let's be realistic. But most of those say, holy cow, Rochelle, you know, I've, I was supported the whole way. So gosh, I kind of went on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to define the, in like two seconds, it's not really hard to define the magic, but 
I, I, that's the biggest, that's the biggest perspective change I think needs to happen. Mm. And then, and then making everything cohesive, like your content and your coaching and your community are not separate entities. Mm-hmm. They have to, they have to work together. Mm-hmm. They have to support each other. Um, you're, you don't have just content and your coaching's not an extent, you know, like a more, another way of presenting content, your coaching is supporting the content. It's, implementing the content it's yeah yeah I uh, honestly we could talk about this topic all day and I know that we were like oh we'll only talk for 45 minutes (laughs) we should have known ourselves better (laughs) you want to distill all of this in (laughs) in under 20 hours No, but I think it's, it's amazing. You know, like your, your stuff is so intensely and deeply rooted in service and it's just exudes through you. And that's why your students come back to you time and time and time and time and time and time again, and just buy stuff because you're putting it out because you get them results. And, um, you know, that's why I was like, yeah, take my money. It was no question that I was going to work with you. I was like, yeah, take my money. Yeah. Hurry up. Let's like, let's go, (laughs) you know, because I was like, that's, that's, that was the transformation that I wanted to provide for students as well. And just, I think, um, for any anybody who is a course creator out there who is listening, you are honestly losing out on so much impact and so much money and so much opportunity if you are not working with Rochelle. I swear to you, right? My um, my program was already fantastic, and then I looked at it after we started together, and I was like, I gotta take the whole thing apart, remake the whole thing, and then you know, package it again later down the track. So. Um, you know, working with you to create ABU has been like so much fun every single day. And I have been so supported, like crazy, like exactly what you're describing, you know, I've been so supported to help get this program off the ground. And I just think it's amazing to amazing people with ADHD, wink, <laughs> are, <laughs> are, are creating this amazing program to serve other ADHD entrepreneurs. And with your experience, this program is like, I know there's nothing else out there like it because I know nothing has the extensive background you, that you have with your teaching and creating courses. Like you have thought mm-hmm. about a hundred million things that I never even would have thought of yeah. <laughs> to put into this program so that the client journey is exceptional. So you always say that they get exactly what they need when they need it. And Mm-hmm. I think there's something so powerful in that when you're actually genuinely thinking about the client experience and the journey and, you know, in particular people with ADHD, right? Like the stuff that we're putting into this program is like crazy where you've pulled research from so that we can incorporate that into the program to mm-hmm. genuinely make it one of a kind serving every single aspect of, are they implementing this? Are they going to be following their timelines? How can we stay mm-hmm. in touch with them? How can we get them excited? How can we make this fun for them? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really, um, I love your work so much. I honestly, everybody who's listening to this podcast, I, I tell everybody to work with you, right? And I know other, other friends who are coaches and I have been like, you're wasting your time if you're not working with her, hurry up, hurry up. And then they start working with you and they're like, holy cow, then they're on board. Then they're telling everybody else, and like, hurry up and start working with Rochelle. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a beautiful thing. It's a it beautiful is. thing. That's yeah. the power of like, you are phenomenal at what yeah. you do. You're an amazing, amazing person. I'm so glad. Thank to you. 
have you in my life as a light, a friend, a coach, an amazing client, like all the things. You're yeah. such a freaking awesome person. So um, I know we need to go here, but um, yeah, how can how can people reach out and have these types of you know what I'm experiencing with you? How can and like the experience that I'm have creating an awesome freaking course with you? Like, how can people reach out? Where can they find you? How can they work with you? Okay. Well, I, we can work together one-on-one customizing your program. Like, so it's just like, ah, it's perfect for you, for your people. Um, uh, how can they find me? You can reach out to me on Instagram, Rochelle R Ruby and, um, or RochelleRuby.com and totally book a call where we can go with figure out what's going on with what you're wanting to do, what you're wanting to teach, what do you want it to look like and make a plan to move forward, to get you like, stop thinking about making a freaking course, but actually do it. So we can say, Hey, what is your expertise? Let's pull all this beautiful knowledge out of your head and make it tangible and make it concrete. So Mm. yeah, totally. I love that. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. 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 Perfect. (laughs) Go back and rewind and write it down. Not while you're driving. Yeah. So I'm going to link everything for you in the show notes, because honestly, I'm like the biggest fan of your work and what you do. And I think that as coaches, it is our duty to raise the bar in the space and to help serve other people uh, to the highest of our ability so that everybody is providing amazing transformations to everybody. So um, yeah, I'm just super jazzed up now. I'm so excited. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience and being here and giving us your love and your joy and your happiness. It's been oh, so much been fun. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. It's always okay. a good time with you. <laughs> it's fun, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I will talk to you later. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.